Hello and welcome to the Metapod, a Pokemon TCG podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. My name is Jake, and unfortunately for this episode, it's just going to be me today. John's a little bit under the weather as of right now, but as I always say, the show must go on whether you're listening on Apple, Spotify, or YouTube. If you want to go check us out on YouTube, go to the Atrocious Gameplay YouTube channel. Details are in the description and such below. But there's some things we got to talk about. There hasn't been a bunch in terms of news this week, but there are some meta things that I kind of want to discuss with you all anyways. Now, before we get into anything, as always, we got to go with the five-star review over here on the Metapod Podcast. So we're going to kick that off right away. This is from Apple Podcast from Pokey Brews. So Pokey Brews, thank you so much for leaving us a great, great review. Great podcast is the title. Five stars right there. Awesome Pokemon information from two very energetic hosts. You can truly tell that they love Pokemon. I look forward to listening to them every week to stay on top of all of the news and the meta. And that's exactly what Sean and I want to give you on a week to week basis here on the Metapod podcast, a holistic sense, you might say, not only product news, but also meta news, what's good, what's coming, words that get announced, ideas when it comes to things like set lists and stuff. We want to give you all of it. We want to give you the holistic sense of the Pokemon trading card game. Remember, if you want to leave us a review as well, whether that's one, four, three, even one, I said one twice, please. I mean, be honest with the reviews, but <laughs> I love as many five-star podcasts as possible. But anyways, leave us a review. Tell us how we're doing, whether you like the podcast or not. We'd love to hear your opinion on this. We're actually running out of reviews to talk about. So Hopefully we need an influx in reviews. I need to somehow incentivize you all on the reviews. But moving on from that, there are some things that have been going on within the Pokemon trading card game. But I want to tell you about packs. Now, with packs specifically, it's uh, very interesting. We talk a lot here on the Metapod about how if you want your money's worth don't open up packs in terms of trying to find playable stuff especially with fusion strike fusion strike is not the best set in terms of opening up product you know we uh i joked a lot about how dodrio v was a card that you can pull a lot of in your boxes but kid you not you've been following me on twitter you're in the discord server that i host you know that my prize packs have literally been insane like they're so insane that i kind of want to mention it this week especially because with my locals we're not doing store credit anymore we're just doing price packs and so unfortunately for me you know i prefer store credit because then i can use that to get singles and whatnot but for some odd reason maybe i shouldn't even question this my price packs have been insane the last three meetings at locals i've gotten nine prize packs overall bunch of four packs and a one pack i think it was but in those nine packs i've gotten four ultra rares and i'm not just talking about like Dodrio v ultra rare or serena v ultra rare i'm talking three full art supporters and then yesterday i pulled an espion alternate art v max like that is just insane in my opinion i don't think i've ever been that lucky opening up booster boxes or, you know with my twitch stream or whatever even in my own spare time opening packs so absolutely bonkers things and in the wide word the wise words i'm sorry of celios network our good friend when people talk about it's financially not smart to open up packs they aren't talking about you but you know this perfect transition that i got you know what is financially smart though in my opinion it's manscape now it's the holiday season and that means there's got to be stockings to be stuffed and elves to be cuffed so please cuff only with uh consent but today's sponsor manscaped has gone global with the tools to guarantee that you will score under the tree and also the mistletoe manscaped the leader in men's below the waist grooming and has served more than four million people worldwide and 
You can get 20% off and free shipping with manscaped.com with code Metapod. That's one word, Metapod. It's all capital letters. Boom, you get 20%. And you know what? It's not just men as well. I've gotten word from them themselves that say that they are everybody in terms of male, female, non-binary. All people can use these products. They're very, very good. And they actually blessed us with the performance package as a gift. And you can get that too and get their product and include two free gifts, the Manscaped boxers, and then also the Shed travel bag. I mentioned last week how the boxers are incredibly comfy and I stand by that statement. They are great. But if you don't want to get the performance package, maybe it's a little bit out of your budget, even with our discount. There's a ton of other smaller stocking stuffers that you can get, including the Signature Cologne, the Shears 2.0 Luxury 4-Piece Nail Kit, Crop Mops, Body Wipes, Crop Receiver, Grown Toner, and Finisher. And let me tell you, with all this stuff, all vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, paraben. I don't even know what paraben is, but they're telling me that it's paraben-free as well. So therefore, you know, that the products are legit and kind of good for the system. You know, there wasn't any bad testing that you hear about all the time on these poor creatures and whatnot. So we love that with the Manscaped sponsorship and partnership that we have for this bit. And whether this is for your partners, parents, siblings, friends, make sure that you get them something that they're actually going to use. And truthfully, you get you, your parent or partner or whatever opens up these products. I bet you get a laugh out of this. Support everybody that you care about, including the members of this podcast with a 20% off discount code using code Metapod. Again, Metapod, all one word, capital letters is what I usually do. M-E-T-A-P-O-D. Now, let's get over to the news, shall we? There have been a lot of cards that have been recently announced, but a lot of them have to do with VMAX Climb. Or I'm sorry, the Start 100 V. We'll talk about VMAX Climax actually here in a second. To be honest, a lot of the VMAX Climax cards themselves, or I'm sorry, wow, I am really screwing this up. The Start Deck 100s. Okay, we're going to be talking about Start Deck 100 today. We're talking about Start Deck 100 right now. And in those Start Deck 100 decks, cards, packs, whatever you want to call them, I think the cards are okay. I don't really think many of them are super notable. Like, oh my gosh, this card's busted. It's going to break the format. And unless you're talking about like a GLC, which is the gym leader challenge format that Andrew Mahone has kind of popularized, maybe then we can talk about some of the cards like dragon types. For example, I think Andrew has been saying that the starter deck 100s has been really good for types like dragon and stuff. But there is still hope that there is some function within, you know, standard format, maybe expanded. And I kind of want to talk about two cards specifically that I find are actually kind of notable um, and are very intriguing, at least in the sense of it all. And these have to pertain with the legendary beast. So if you do not remember Suicune V, Suicune, one of the tops, right? One of the top decks right now in the format has that fleet foot ability when it's in the active draw card and it does more damage based on the amount of bench pokemon or pokemon in play on both sides of the field and then that only costs a water and a colorless energy well there were some cards announced with the start deck 100 that kind of have that same function and are very good for other typings as well so for example in this podcast, we are going to talk about the new ones, including Entei V. These decks release in Japan on December 17th. But if you get the Entei V deck, this is a 230 HP fire type Pokemon, basic Pokemon that has the fleet footed ability as well. It's in the active. You may draw a card. It also has an interesting attack for a fire and a colorless similar to Suicune. Burning Rondo, 20 plus damage. This attack does 20 more damage for each bench Pokemon, both you and your opponent. So it's literally Suicune, but a little bit different in HP, has a little bit different of a typing, and also the retreat cost on this Entei is 3 compared to Suicune's 2. So this is very, very interesting in my personal opinion because 
in the next couple months, in the next couple sets, we will get the, I believe it's called Burning Magma card. Or I'm sorry, Magma Bassin is a stadium coming out in Brilliant Star. Attach one fire from the discard onto the benched fire Pokemon, but put two damage counters on that benched fire Pokemon as well if you do. So very interesting, an energy accelerant coming out here soon. And the big thing about fire Pokemon as of right now, if we look at the standard format right now, is there's not like fire accelerant. Welder moved away, and unless you want to play like turbo patches or something like that, you'd have to manually attach onto this NTV every single turn. And we already have a deck that has two energies that's played right now in standard Victini VMAX, but nobody accelerates the energies via turbo patch on those Victinis. So I don't see it being viable for Entei as well. And so this stadium being on the Entei, I think is a pretty good addition to be able to chain in those Entei's and be able to continuously attack with the Burning Rondo or Blizzard Rondo or whatever it may be. So I think that's actually really cool and really notable, I would say. But also there's another man. I click on Manscaped's website one time and now all of these ads are just Manscaped. But now we have the next one that I want to talk about, and that's Raikou V as well. Raikou V was shown off in a trailer and is also going to be a part of the Star Deck 100. This 200 HP lightning Pokemon also has the fleet footed ability again. If this Pokemon's in the active, draw a card. And then for Lightning Colorless, if you guessed it has... Oops, I accidentally clicked on that. If you guessed that this Lightning Colorless attack is 20 plus damage, this attack does 20 more damage for each Pokemon, both yours and your opponent's, you would be correct. Now, it's a little bit unclear as well if it's 20 plus anything else damage, according to PokeBeach.com as of right now. The lightning Pokemon has a little question mark next to the 20 plus. So we don't know just based on this image. If you're looking on YouTube, it's kind of blurry in a sense. So we may have another extra addition onto it. But because of Entei V that we looked at earlier and Suicune V, it's going to be my personal guess, my personal opinion that this doesn't have anything extra. And it's just going to be the same as the Blizzard and Burning Rondo and with Raikou in the format, we do know that there are a couple different things as well for getting this Pokemon out, accelerating energies that could make the Raikou okay. We talk about um, energy accelerants. Flaffy is one in the format. Now, Flaffy is really taking a back seat because of the Urshifus and all the snipe going around with Jolteon as well. So that might be a little bit more difficult but we also have something like the electrode that accelerates the energies it knocks itself out we also have bolton that uses the attack to accelerate energies so it's not out of the realm that this is just unplayable because flaffy can't really survive right now in a sense so very very cool i think it's great that all of the legendary beasts all got these fleet footed ability pokemon that have kind of the same attack as well but i feel like suicune is still just going to be the most dominant still the best one out of the three but that's not to say that you know raikou and entei don't definitely have potential when it comes to being pokemon that could be decks that you would want to play who knows maybe they're even budget decks right now and upcoming in the format but one thing I will say is that PTCGO really feels expensive to play and especially as well if you're going out and you're playing in like these 1Ks or these different tournaments that are going on right now in these different places, which are awesome, by the way, don't get me wrong, but it's hard to stay afloat in my personal opinion. For me, you know, I personally cannot build Mew VMAX. I personally don't have Suicunes. I don't have Umbreon VMAXs. Heck, I don't even have Sylveon VMAXs right now in PTCGO because it's just expensive. I mean, you look at PTCGO prices, or I believe the website is called PTCGOzone.com, and then they have a little area that you can click a tab for prices. 
and this stuff is expensive it's probably more expensive i feel like than it ever has been and right now i'm just only playing budget decks whether that's irl or online you know i'm usually only playing stuff like dragapult mad party you've heard me talk about those different decks that i'm playing at at locals and i was searching around maybe trying to find a topic that we could talk about with standard because i don't think the meta has really shifted too much in terms of when we last talked about it so i thought you know what if i'm feeling this way why don't i just tell you all about budget decks right now that you can play in the standard format you know things that have attacking pokemon or staple pokemon that aren't worth any more than like three packs each right because especially for some of the other ones you might have been able to already get it because the card has been around for a long time or maybe you opened up some boxes irl that had promo codes for those specific cards you never know so i want to talk about the different ones during this time and if you look at celios network recent top deck video as well there's not a lot of great budget decks out there nine of those decks in Celios's top 10 have ultra rares from either Chilling Rain or Fusion Strike. And out of those nine, seven of them as well of those ultra rares are VMAX decks. So if you're someone like me, someone that can't really afford it, what are some good decks right now that you can play, have some fun with, and you know what? It's not very, it's not very expensive to build. The first one that I want to talk about on this, you may have seen this in a Twitch stream if you're watching this on Monday, the week of this recording, is Blissey V. Now, Andrew Hone was actually playing this earlier, which is maybe where you saw this, but the deck came out of a tournament recently, just the other day, the Atlas Turtwig, De the Atlas Turtwig Den series. Man, that's a mouthful. Out of 88 players, this actually got third at the event. Now, Blissey V, probably off of many, many people's radars because of things like Mu VMAX being able to use power tablets to just hit big, big, big numbers on turn two. You have Rapid and Single Strike Urshifu, which not only do spread damage with the Rapid Strike, but also just generally hitting for weakness. I mean, Gale Thrust on normal Pokemon does 300. <laughs> oh, sorry, 300 damage. And so with this, you may be curious as to why I want to talk about this. And here we go. This deck did well, in my personal opinion, especially with the Dunsparce card, which if you have not seen Dunsparce and you don't recognize it from the YouTube video, Dunsparce is a basic 60 HP Pokemon that has the ability normal Pokemon in play, both you and your opponents have no weakness so there you go right there in the single and rapid strike matchups you can't be hit for weakness on from the urshifus and i think it's very very interesting build it's very hard to just go ahead and ko you have a lot of disruption cards whether that's crushing hammer or fan of waves and you also have a lot of healing cards on top of that suspicious food tin because you're playing those psychic energies Hyper Potion, because even if you discard energies from the Hyper Potion, you're going to accelerate it with Blissey V's attack, and I'll get to the attack here in a second. And then as well as Lucky Ice Pops as well. The Lucky Ice Pops, you may have heard about that from Dracozold or the really fun card, or you may have even seen a video where someone hits six Lucky Ice Pop heads in a row. And so... There's a lot of things that you can do in order to beef yourself up. And we haven't even talked about the Cape of Toughness that are in this deck, the powerful energy that allows you to be able to hit harder, lucky energy to be able to draw cards, capture energy to find your Dunsparce or Blissey, Path to the Peak to disrupt your opponent entirely. But if you look at Blissey V, there's an interesting mechanic to this. Blissey V for one colorless energy does Blissful Blast, which is 10 plus. This attack does 30 more damage for each energy attached to this Pokemon. If you did any damage with this attack, you may attach up to three energy cards from your discard pile onto this Pokemon. And when it says energy cards, it's not talking about just basic energies. It's literally any 
energies in your discard pile so you can draw up those lucky energies you can continuously get the psychic energies to combo with your suspicious food tin you don't know suspicious food tin because well this card since uh champion's path has not really been played at all it's an item card that heals 80 damage from one of your Pokemon that has at least one Psychic Energy from it. If you heal any damage in this way, discard a Psychic Energy from it. So it's a really easy way to continuously get 80 damage if you're finding your food, bin, food tins continuously. And it's a really, really interesting deck with denials, especially with all of the gigantic, I will say, um, HP that you have with Cape of Toughness and just the constant healing. It's very hard to one shot these Pokemon and Mew especially only has a certain amount of power tablets. So you're able to get those power tablets to where they can't one hit KO you and you're, they're just throwing those away. You can actually swing the Mew that matchup pretty well, especially with Path to the Peak. Maybe they can't find a stadium to stall out them drawing cards to be able to get sparkles or energies or even v maxes as well so very very cool list in my personal opinion according to ptcgo zones blissies are just one or two fusion strike packs uh per blissey v in trade so really you need between four to eight packs just to get the blissey v's and i would imagine that you probably have a lot of these other cards especially because dunsparce is just an uncommon but let's say you're missing the dunsparce the lucky energies and i don't know maybe the alistair and milo well you could probably get all of those for just a single pack i don't have the exact number but honestly if i had a fusion strike pack and i had a bunch of extras of the dunsparce lucky energy alistair and milo I would definitely take that trade because you know what these cards have no real value anyway so they're very very easy to get very easy deck to build probably the second easiest deck of the three that i'm going to be talking to you about today but another one that i want to mention it is the most expensive per se out of this list but that doesn't mean that it's the worst we are going to look at josh sutherland's zashian and zamazenta deck we love seeing the two line decks that you see here we it's just a straightforward turbo zashian list that we absolutely love zashian and zamazenta a deck that's been around a lot since lucario melmetal rotated out of the format and even before that if you remember the uh, jirachi prism star combo that people were playing with the zashian zamazenta decks but anyways back to right now in standard format this deck has been around for a while so i'd imagine that you have your zashians already that you have the zamazentas not only were they printed in sword and shield base set but also those two cards specifically were shown off in promos as well in tins and then they also have the alternate arts black and gold i think it was from the like the premium collection box which you may or may not have opened that up but anyways for zashian to zamazenta you probably already know this deck it's very very good and zashian is about two to three packs i believe i think maybe even three to four packs and then zamazenta is two to three packs in itself so especially because these cards are old you probably don't have to get a full playset of zashians and you probably don't have to get both of these Amazentas as well. So you're looking at definitely a significantly less amount of packs. And the newer cards that are a little bit more expensive in this list, aka Raihan potentially, you're only trying to get one of Raihan. So if you've opened up any Evolving Skies, you probably have a Raihan in your collection because you only need one. After that, the Metal Saucers, Crystal Caves, energies marnie research boss rotom phones very very easy stuff to get in my personal opinion and it's still a good deck i mean we've seen the amount of path to the peaks drop down in the format in terms of the meta path to the peak generally is just not a card that's played a ton as of right now or i should say significantly less um, because Mew has been able to respond with stadiums of their own and find them consistently because they're playing cards like Peony 
and stuff. So that allows your Zamazenta to come in and that allows your Zamazenta to be able to wall off a lot of the VMAXs. And that's not even to mention that Zacian V is just a fantastic card, a very, very good card with its Intrepid Sword. And then also hitting Brave Blade for 230 is just an incredible, incredible number. Crystal Cave being good as well. You have a ton of stadiums to be able to block Path to the Peak if Path to the Peak even comes. So that's a really, really good sign for this deck also, in my opinion. Again, very, very good deck. Has some good matchups. Can do well. Um, but I feel like you probably have to know what you're doing since some of the matchups can be a little tricky with this deck. You need to know how to fine tune it and practice it. And another one that I feel like, which is the most rewarding deck out of all three of these, in my personal opinion, you may know that I'm really, really, really hype on this deck. I've been playing it lately and just absolutely loving it. Rapid Strike Malamar. Now, this deck is cheaper than cheap in my personal opinion. You don't know what this deck does because it's maybe new to you. Malamar, the Rapid Strike Pokemon Psychic Stage 1 for 120 HP, has a one energy attack that is unlimited actually, in the amount of damage that I can do. For one Psychic Energy, you Rapid Strike Tentacles 40 times. Reveal any number of Rapid Strike cards from your hand. This attack does 40 damage for each card you revealed in this way. Then, shuffle those cards into your deck. Very, very cool attack in my personal opinion. It's very easy to two-shot VMAXs, and you can even have the potential to one-shot VMAXs. Yes, in Locals, the couple times that I've played this in Locals, I have one-shotted VMAXs, 320 HP, multiple times. I have definitely gotten eight cards in my And the way that you do that in the deck is the amount of draw power. Chinchino is probably your best card in this deck. We, you may remember this Pokemon from the numerous iterations of Chinchino decks that has been around since its release in Sword and Shield base set with the make-do ability, discard a card from your hand, draw two cards. And then also with Energy Assist as well, it has the ability to be able to accelerate your basic energies back into your Pokemon to be able to continuously get energies. You play the Octillery as well from, I believe this was Battle Styles. Yes, Battle Styles, Rapid Strike Search, Search your deck for a Rapid Strike card, reveal it, put it in your hand. It's very, very good in a couple different functions. Rapid Strike Search is very good for getting the last piece of the puzzle that you need for the field. So let's say maybe you have a Malamar with an energy on it and you have an Octillery on the field, but you have no Inkay to back it up. Malamar only has 120 HP, so a lot of things will one-shot it in this format. So you have to continuously chain Malamars most of the time. So you want an Inkay on your bench usually. The Octillery has the ability with Rapid Strike Search to go get that NK and put it on the bench. So then you can possibly attack next turn with a attack from a Malamar. Or maybe let's just say you with the Malamar off your Chinchinos. You have no way to evolve into Malamar and to be able to use the attack. You already have the energy cost fulfilled. So you can use Rapid Strike Search to go get that Malamar and so there's a lot of different functions with this deck it has very very high potential in my opinion because it's just consistent I feel like this deck is actually really really consistent for a one prize deck especially in format the turbo with the VMAXs I mean all of my games that I've played up to this point especially at locals and a majority of my games online have been competitive you know I'm not going to sit here and say that I've won every single game or that this is the BDIF or anything like that. But I think this deck has a chance to be able to be pretty all right. I feel like if there was a regional or something going around, I don't think this deck is a bad call per se. Now, I wouldn't expect to win the entire event with this deck, but I feel like I could at least day two with Rapid Strike Malamar. It's a very, very cool deck. It's a very rewarding deck. I just genuinely enjoy playing it. And especially with the cheeky stuff like the past Simeon in here, you know, you can be able to fling KO things. You can do 50 damage on a V or a GX. So let's say you whiff the two shot on a VMAX and you whiff that shot for game, but you have an extra turn to play. You can't really boss something up. 
You can put past Simeon down, attach a spiral energy, right, to fulfill that fighting energy cost and fling 50 damage to just take the final knockout on the VMAX and win the game. And it's very, very cool deck. Also plays the scoop up nets to do some cheeky combos. I know in one of the games where I one shot at a VMAX, I needed two more rapid strike cards. So what I did is I just scoop up net my octillery. Boom, it gives me a remorade and it gives me an octillery both rapid strike cards and I did 320 damage to just win the game. Very, very cheeky. And especially with the cost that it takes to be able to fulfill this deck, it's again, super, super, super cheap. You can trade a playset of Malamars on PTCGO right now for one single pack. One fusion strike pack can get you four Malamars if you didn't pull them in your openings of Chilling Rain. Now, Octillaries, they're one pack each. You can get those for three packs total, or maybe you don't even need that many Octillaries because you already opened them in terms of battle styles. You know, battle styles have been around for a hot minute. And then Chinchinos as well. You can get two Chinchinos for one single pack. So with two packs, you can get a whole playset if you want, if you haven't gotten any already. And aside from that, nothing else is really too expensive or too hard to find. Maybe you're past Simeon, but it's just one past Simeon. I mean, past Simeon, even you don't even need it in the deck per se. If you're looking at this list that we're showing right now on YouTube, you don't even need past Simeon if you really don't want to. It's not like a main function in your deck. It's just a cheeky thing and another rapid strike card to throw in there and move around. If you want this list, maybe you're listening on Spotify or Apple and you don't have a list as of yet. You're not looking at it on screen like the YouTube people. Go check out Azul GG's video. It's basically that list is what I recommend. He recently made a Rapid Strike Malamar video and I think it's doing very well. And honestly, I think it's doing well in the format and so do other people. Celios Network in his recent top 10 video, I referenced this earlier, the one deck that didn't have ultra rares from the last couple sets was this one right here. This is seventh on his recent list in terms of best decks in the format. And honestly, if he says it's top 10, then you know what? It's gotta be 10, right? I mean, Luke is a trusted member of us. We've had him on the podcast before. Excellent talking about the Pokemon trading card game and very, very knowledgeable as well about the Pokemon trading card game. But there may be some things I will say that, you know what, maybe you're not really interested in the meta right now. Maybe you're just into collecting and trying to get certain things. There's a new merch line that has recently come out in Japan that I kind of want to talk about because it's absolutely beautiful. You may have seen me talk about it on Twitter as well on my personal Twitter account, I will say. The Sword and Shield merchandise lineup for December 2021 has been announced, and this is exclusively in Pokemon Center uh, or Pokemon Store Japan exclusive, so it may be a little bit difficult to find for you, but reminder that even if it's things in Japan, even if it's things in Pokemon Centers that maybe you don't have access to, there are ways to get stuff, especially from Japan, if you do not have a Japan address for like Pokemon Center Japan and things like that. You always need a Japan address because that's all they ship it to. So there are other services or things like that that allow kind of that middleman type deal where they'll send it to that place, that Japanese place, and then they'll send it over to you. Of course, it'll cost a little bit extra, but I think that this stuff could be worth it at a decent price. And then also, you could just browse on eBay. Maybe you don't want to use that middleman service. You just want to browse on eBay. That is okay as well. Now, we are going to be looking at this stuff from Pokey Guardian's website. I like Pokey Guardian's website. Friend on Twitter. And if you're looking at this illustration that is shown on screen here, I'm going to try my best to give it justice, although it's going to be very, very hard to give it justice because this is absolutely astounding in my suggestion. This is the offshot product line that portrays all of your sword and shield characters, or I believe a majority of them. There could be a couple people missing, but there's a lot of them, let's just say. Portrays a lot of the sword and shield characters in the Winden Square, and they're all just having a grand time, you know, walking, talking to each other, eating, 
petting Pokemon, being with Pokemon on the big screens and stuff like that. It's just super beautiful in the town square. And there's a lot of products that are going along with this. There is the uh, deck box of the one shot. So looking at it right here, it's Gloria and more Pekko with Marnie, two very popular characters. And there's a whole bunch of different characters on here as well. You may have seen in this picture that there's the Nessa, Alistair, Milo over on the side over here on the box. And it's just the same one shot photo except sections of the photo are on the deck box and that's going to be the case with a lot of these products so there's not only that but there's a ton of different uh sleeves as well of the different characters you've got leon specifically ryan another popular character nessa which i'm definitely going to get these sleeves i will say these nessa sleeves because because these are astounding these are absolutely beautiful and i absolutely love this i just wish i had more money so if you want to give me a christmas present <laughs> anyways you can also get a playmat of this entire picture as well which is a beautiful playmat in my opinion i highly recommend that you get but there's just a ton of stuff in here there's sleeves as i mentioned there's also binders as well if you want to put the binders together and put all of your cards in these binders this is an excellent cool thing it looks like kind of a metal binder too so pokemon usually has these like kind of plastic ish it's hard to explain but these are like ringed binders that they have and ringed binders in my opinion are much better than the kind of flimsy binders plastic binders that pokemon gives out so highly interested in this as well if you need a stocking stuffer or just a gift to a friend or significant other family member or whatnot, maybe a kid as well. There are other things as well that are announced. There's a bunch of different sleeves, including some Pikachu sleeves right here. You got a whole bunch of Pikachus on this sleeve. Uh, it's a quick count, maybe 10 of them. I don't know. I didn't actually count it, but there's a bunch of different Pikachus, both male and female. We see the heart tail over there as well, which signifies the female Pikachu. Just very, very cute. Pikachu, a very popular Pokemon, very known Pokemon, whether you're young or old. And then also an Evolutions sleeve as well. Evolutions, you know from Eevee Heroes, you know from Evolving Skies. The Eevees are super, super popular, and you probably have a favorite Eevee yourself, just like I do. And so these sleeves look absolutely beautiful especially if you like the etb sleeves that came out on evolving skies these are definitely ones that i would use instead because they show every single evolution and they have wonderful colors on it. it's a very very well designed card very very cool you can also get a binder and a set of sleeves of pokeballs maybe you want something a little bit more simpler a little more uh special I actually have a deck box. It's not over here right now. Dang, I should have brought it over. But I have a deck box that has a bunch of the different Pokeballs on it. And so these sleeves would work really well, in my opinion, with my deck. Because they're absolutely beautiful. It's just a simple white kind of background. And it's got simple, nice, friendly pictures of simple designs of Ultra Ball, Master Ball, Pokeball, and Great Ball. Kind of the four main Pokeballs, I would say in the pokemon franchise another one that i think a lot of people are going to go to is a set of sleeves of mimikyu or some pokemon as well with ralts hatena and a moga on it it's kind of like a hand drawing picture like a hand-drawn like kind of sketch i would imagine this if it was like you were in school and you had to do like an art assignment you know and you could only use colored pencils that's what this reminds me of it's this artistic style is super super beautiful and i love mimikyu mimikyu is one of the more popular pokemon in the pokemon franchise and i mean this is just astounding i love 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 that and if you are a fan of vmax climax and you saw the valerie and sylveon card that is being announced or i guess i should say cards because the v and vmax are getting ones with valerie on it then these sleeves are going to be great for your sylveon deck if you play a sylveon deck with those cards this has a beautiful picture of valerie and sylveon alongside dedene and a couple other characters in the back that i don't really know but it, it doesn't matter it's just a very beautiful card with very beautiful colors as well and 
it's just extraordinary the different stuff that you can see here. Now, I can't stop until I talk about Acerola as well. Acerola, just a wonderful, friendly character. Very, very cool, spooky set of sleeves that you can get as well. And just all of this stuff is so good in this line. So I highly recommend go to Poke Guardian's website to the Pokemon card game December 21 merchandise reveal. Do not think you will be disappointed, especially if you're looking for something to buy in this line. I think that there's a little bit of something for everyone in terms of Pokemon fans. And now we got to get to this part. Let me let me take a drink real quick before we move on, because this is going to be this is going to be some tinfoil hat. Awesome, good, not sponsored Diet Coke, but Coca-Cola, if you ever want to talk to the Metapod, we are more than interested in talking. But anyways, we are going to be doing a future site session. Now, we haven't done future site in the last couple of weeks, so I wanted to bring it back, especially because this was a lone pod this week. You know, I didn't want to do the uh, card thing without Sean. And so we're going to do a future site this week, and I've got actually a pretty good future site. So if you do not remember... Earlier, back when in the Pokemon Metapod podcast, we predicted that Level Ball was going to be reprinted. We predicted after we saw Ball Guy, the full art, when that was revealed, announced, coming. We saw the Level Ball in there alongside, I think it was the Quick Ball, the Great Ball, and the Pokeball. And so we were like, ah, Level Ball, that's not in the format. But what if it came back in the format? And so we predicted level ball was coming back and guess what we were right so why not try it again for myself i go two for two on these pokeball predictions with the future site but let's talk about vmax climax vmax climax a kind of holiday celebration set that just came out in japan on friday last week and it's very, very interesting in terms of the things that you can find in there. It's a high class set. So there's a lot of secret rares and those secret rares include a ton of full art supporters, I will say. And these full art supporters are very interesting when you look at them across all of these full art supporters that you see here. There are eight Ultra Balls pictured between these seven supporters. Ultra Ball for anyone who doesn't know, is a card that is being reprinted in VMAX Climax. So, Pokemon, again, we saw with Ball Guy, with the Level Ball, Quick Ball, Pokeball, and Great Ball, they're all cards that are reprinted and in the standard format while those cards exist. Now we see Ultra Ball coming in, Ultra Ball coming in VMAX Climax, and we know is probably going to be reprinted in the rest of the world as well. In these full arts, the patterns are there. So if we look at the other supporters, though, there are three supporters that have Pokeballs that don't have cards in the format right now. The first one that I want to talk about is Nessa. Now, Nessa, my absolute queen, my world, for anyone who does not know, it was pointed out over on Twitter by Professor's Research or Pokemon Research, I should say, Pete Hughes, wonderful person, shout out to you, pointed out that Nessa has the dive ball. And so we've talked about the Pokeball predictions. I've already mentioned it. And so they said, is dive ball being reprinted potentially in the future? You know, Pokemon is very purposeful with what they put in these cards. So in my opinion, my first prediction on the future site is I'm going to hop alongside that with what Pete said. I think Dive Ball is going to be reprinted before we get to the August 2022 rotation. Now, especially when it comes to supporters in high class set, you may have heard me say that in Tag All-Stars, we never got those full art supporters. And it was very sad, in my opinion, because full art supporters are my favorite type of card. So it's possible that we'll never get these cards either in terms of these full art supporters. So I think that it's more likely that we get dive ball in this other thing as well that I'm going to mention here in a second than these full art supporters. But I do think that there is some sort of purpose that this Pokeball is here, because if you look at these cards, it's either Pokeball or Ultra Ball for most of these supporters. And Ultra Ball is being shown a lot <laughs> in this set. But there's another one on two supporters, two supporters, not just one, but two that I want to talk about. Pierce has this Pokeball. 
and Alistair has this Pokeball. If you haven't seen it on YouTube, can't already tell what it is. It is the Dusk Ball. Now, the Dusk Ball as well is not a card that we've seen in a long time. Dive Ball was at least in the X and Y era. But Dusk Ball, if I'm not mistaken, hasn't been done since like Diamond and Pearl. I looked at this earlier. Uh, Mysterious Treasures, Majestic Dawn, Diamond Pearl Training Kit as well. So very, very interesting. Dusk Ball, for anyone that doesn't know, is basically Great Ball's effect. Look at the top seven cards from, or I'm sorry, look at the top seven cards, but the bottom of your deck, not the top of your deck, the bottom of your deck. Choose one Pokemon you find there, show it to your opponent, put it in your hand. Especially because we have Marnie in the format. Dusk Ball looks at the bottom of your deck. So let's say you're in a position to where you just got Marnied and you need to be able to find your Pokemon that just got sent to the bottom of the deck. You know, maybe you're playing Rapid Strike Malamar and you have your Chinchinos at the bottom of the deck that you were planning on evolving. Well, this Dusk Ball allows you to grab that again. And again, this is why I say that I don't think that these cards are coming until probably more near rotation. I really think Dusk Ball is going to get here before rotation. I think multiple supporters pretty much all but confirms it at this point. Again, Pokemon is very... Uh, uh what's the word that i'm looking for pokemon is very intentional with the stuff that they put on these cards and it would be different if we saw a bunch of different types of stuff like master ball uh uh premier ball luxury ball like if we had a 10 different pokeballs across these supporters then i would be like okay maybe you know this isn't a thing but there's only three different pokeballs across these supporters and one of the Pokeballs was printed, reprinted recently. One Pokeball is literally reprinted in the set. And then Dive Balls on multiple supporters as well. Not to mention that Pokeball for a lot of these supporters on the belts that they have is a Pokemon card that's already in format and is usually in format. So if I had to do two future side predictions this week, one for me, one for Sean, but also so that I don't piggyback off of to what Pete said. Shout out to Pete as well. I think both Dive Ball and Dusk Ball are coming back before the 2022 rotation in August. Now, especially, you know, with the deregulation mark, all of these things will probably, both of those Pokeballs will probably have the E regulation mark as well, or maybe, I don't even know, potentially F, probably not F, I would say. But anyways... It's going to be very, very interesting. I'm excited to see those come back. Dive Ball, you know, we don't have a ton of water Pokemon search out. You know, we used to have like Brooklyn Hill used to have Dive Ball. So getting a little bit of that back, especially because like Lightning Pokemon have ways to be searched. Rapid Strike Pokemon have ways to be searched. Fusion Strike Pokemon have ways to be searched. You know, it would be very interesting to see, you know, something like Dive Ball come back for water Pokemon, especially because... Sobble engines right now and Teleon engines are the bee's knees. And just think about how more consistent your deck would be if you also had dive balls alongside your Inteleon engine decks. And then Dusk Ball, I think is just generally cool. You know, looking at the bottom seven cards for whatever reason, you may not want to look at the top of your deck, like I mentioned with Marnie or potentially use Rotom Phone or something like that. So very, very interesting, I would say. Dusk Ball, I, I really hope it gets reprinted. I hope that I'm on a roll with these Pokeball things and I can be three for three so then I can call myself an absolute genius because you know what? What's better than bragging rights in my personal opinion? But I will say there are some final words. Sean and I have been discussing the idea of hosting another tournament. For those of you that don't know, in the past, maybe you're more new to the Metapod podcast. We did a standard format tournament on Play Limitless that had some like custom bans. I don't remember all the cards that we banned, but I'm pretty sure we banned ADP and Dedenne GX. We banned both of those cards, maybe more. I'm not 100% sure, but... Aside from the details, 
you all loved that standard event with the custom bands, whether that was watching the event or playing in the event as well. Y'all really loved it. And so what we want to do is we want to do the same exact thing, but with the expanded format. You know, we don't want it to just be a normal expanded format that you can find on Play Limitless. We want to have custom bands alongside it. So if you want to give us your opinion on what should be banned in the expanded format, you have two options. One, you could go to the Twitter at MetapodTCG and you can go and you can be like, hey, at MetapodTCG, here's some cards that you can ban. Or you could go to our most recent tweet, which kind of says like, hey, what are some cards that should be banned? We've gotten plenty of opinions, both on this quote tweet and the original tweet as well that we are considering and asking opinions on. Oops, accidentally clicked on that that we are getting opinions on from other people. So please, please, please give us your opinions on that. But also, you can email us at metapodtcg at gmail.com. It's in the Twitter bio as well. If you don't want to do it on Twitter, maybe you want to do it a little bit more privately. Also, DMs are open for us, I think. Um, I was just exchanging DMs with someone the other day uh, who was asking advice on a deck. So excellent ways for you to be able to provide your opinion on what should be banned or not i think a lot of people will say that expanded format does need some bans whether that's barrier to entry or just expanded being expanded just a crazy set combo of cards that can just make it really really hard to want to play in it so especially with custom bands i don't know how many bands we're gonna do uh, we have an idea on when we want to do the event, but it's going to be more details, probably finalized details. I don't want to commit to that, but pretty much finalized. We're really close to just announcing it at this point. So we'll probably announce it on the podcast next week or by the next podcast next week when you listen to us. And again, let us know your things. Thank you all so much for watching or listening to this, whether you're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, subscribe and whatever you can. Leave us some nice reviews or comments on the YouTube video as well to let us know how we're doing or things we can improve on as well. I'm sorry that it's just me this week. I know you love hearing me talk. Some, some of y'all really have said as well, like, oh, do you have an announcer voice? Like, a pod, uh, do you have a podcast radio voice? And I'm like, well, I do have experience in radio. It was actually in an interview recently, a job interview, that somebody asked me if I had a podcast because I had the podcast voice. And I was like, I do. You should hire me. But anyways, thank you so much for the for listening and watching the Metapod podcast. The Pokemon TCG podcast revolves around the evolving meta. Hopefully we have more news next week and hopefully maybe we can talk a little bit about the meta as well alongside Sean. And I hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you so much.